0: Welcome to the Love Is Coming podcast, the must-listen show for single women struggling to attain or sustain a romantic relationship. I'm your host, Persia Lawson, author, speaker, and according to The Times Magazine, one of the UK's most successful love coaches. Before that, I was a serial cheat and obsessive love addict, but I'm now a bride-to-be and in the best relationship of my life. So... If you're trying to do the work on your love life, you are definitely in the right place. But here on the Love is Coming podcast, we serve your education with a side of entertainment. Expect serious stuff talked about not so seriously, solo agony on episodes with yours truly, and guest episodes showcasing some of the best in the biz in ways you've never seen them before. So, got a dating dilemma? Swiping right, but haven't yet found Mr. Right then let's get raw, real, and a little bit inappropriate because love is coming for your baby in more ways than one. Hello. So one thing that every single great relationship that I know has in common is that the guy in the relationship absolutely adores his woman. I see this with my parents. I see this with clients and I see this with friends in relationships as well. It's all the same. I just believe that lukewarm love is just not the one, is it? Like, there's no, it's no good just being a kind of a bit into your lady. You want to, you know, you want to be with someone who adores you. And if you don't, what's wrong with you? I want you to be with someone who adores you. So, if you are struggling with feeling underappreciated and undervalued by the people you date, or feeling jealous that your friend's partner seems so much more into her than the chap you're dating seems into you, or you rarely ever seem to meet eligible bachelors in the first place, never mind one that actually adores you, then this episode is for you, my love. So, in it, I am going to be sharing the one behavior that stops men respecting, let alone adoring you. I'll share a crucial mindset shift that makes you instantly irresistible. And I will share the magic question that will transform how men treat you. Sound good? So my intention is that this episode will help you stop hoping that you're going to attract a guy that will adore you and actually come to expect it. That really is something so significant in in this topic is expecting that you're going to be adored, okay? So this episode is going to show you how to help yourself expect it more. So let's dive in. So number one, the one behavior that stops men respecting, let alone adoring you. Oh my God. So I see this all the time. This is usually the main reason that uh, the women who come to work with me are having issues in their love life. And it was also one of the main reasons I was struggling so much. So what we do is that we abandon ourselves in order to try and stop the guy from rejecting us. And that is the quickest way to ensure that he does end up rejecting us. So what does that look like? That looks like us sort of adapting what we want and desire from a romantic relationship um, in order to try and suit him. We sort of put our desires to the side um, and we we just try and maneuver ourselves around his, his desires and his needs and his wants. So what does that look like? Well, at the beginning, or you might go on a date and you might know that what you really want is a committed relationship. But the guy you ask, you know, it comes up, you talk about why you're on the apps or whatever it is. And the guy's like, oh yeah, no, I'm just on the apps. Just, you know, just a bit of fun. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, just a bit of fun. That's like an early example that you need to nip in the bud. Why are you lying? Why are you lying? This is so, There's so much bullshit that goes around. But like, oh, you'll scare a guy off if you tell him the truth. Men, like women, look, we are animals and we can feel energetically the truth anyway. And so what causes the most problem is like, you can feel, and it might be a subconscious thing, but you can feel a certain energy from someone, but what they're telling you is in opposition to that. And therefore you don't feel safe in their presence. So it works both ways. Like I can tell if a guy is not in alignment, if what that he's not congruent with what he's saying and how he's behaving or what he's saying and how I can feel that he's really thinking or th- and feeling. So you need to be able to own what is my truth. So whether that is like what I want from this relationship, or if a, if you're dating someone and they behave in a way that doesn't feel good, but you don't want to call them out on it because you're scared it will make them run a mile, then... This is where you're gonna have problems because how can you expect him to respect you if you can't even respect yourself? What does that look like? That means you have boundaries. You know what your boundaries are and you stick to them. You don't just, oh, I'll I'll just brush that one under the carpet because it's easier. I don't wanna rock the boat. I don't wanna cause issues. And so you're constantly rejecting yourself. And by doing that, what you're saying to yourself is, I'm not as important as him. My my needs, my desires are not as important. And that sends a message to your to your subconscious. And you wonder why, like, I don't feel very good about myself. Your self-esteem will be like on the floor if you continue to do that. There's that book, I can't remember who it's by, Why Men Love Bitches. And obviously it's a brilliant, catchy title. But ultimately, I think what the book is talking about is, you know, women who know what they want and who own it and who don't just sort of, let a man dictate uh, how the relationship goes, because that's sort of how things have gone for thousands of years. No. You know, men respect strong women. Uh, Men respect women who respect themselves, as do I. Like, you know, I respect the women in my life who, who speak up, especially when it's uncomfortable. Because guess what? It will be uncomfortable at times. But the more you speak up for yourself and you, you honor yourself and you can do that in a, and that's a whole other episode, you can do that in a calm, respectful, mature, graceful way. That is the key because, you know, what I used to be good at, I, I, when I got to the point where eventually what would happen is I would pretend, you know, brush it under the carpet, brush it under the carpet, brush it under the carpet, and then I'd get drunk and explode. And become a psycho. And um, I know that you probably (laughs) at least have done that at least once in your life. Um, And that's often what happens. And then men and then we get labeled, oh, she's just being bloody psycho um, by men. But the real issue here and that, um, that isn't cool. But the real issue is here is that we haven't spoken up when when it happened. Um, I can't remember where I heard this. You'll hear me say that a lot in these episodes. But um, one thing that really has been useful to me is um, this idea of we, we should try and express our pain or our anger or whatever emotion it is as close to the time of it occurring as possible, which is to say... If something pisses you off, like you might be at a family dinner and it might not be appropriate to say it there, but don't wait for another like year or decade and then like throw that out at someone. Oh, you know, you did this then and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, the moment's passed. Like you should have taken that person aside later in the evening or whenever was appropriate and expressed it in a calm way then. And same with a partner. Don't sit on it because that is what then will lead you to go in batshit crazy behavior because it builds up and it builds up and it builds up because... You know, even though you're trying to forget it, your body is not going to forget it. Your psyche is not going to forget it. So that's what I want you to do is to stop abandoning yourself. No, like get clear on like, what do I, what are my boundaries? What do I desire? How do I want to be treated? And then you have to communicate that with the person that you're dating. Stop rejecting yourself in the hope that they will not reject you. Okay. I could go on about that all day, but I'm going to move on. Right. A crucial mindset shift that makes you instantly more ir- god I can't speak today a crucial mindset shift that makes you instantly irresistible now the answer the answer is so simple it's going to piss you off. You have to unapologetically adore yourself, okay. You have to unapologetically adore yourself. This is not about being conceited. This is not about expecting perfectionism. What this actually means is you accept and you love and you adore yourself, warts and bloody all. Warts and all. You know, I've got many parts of my uh, character that, you know, in the 12 step program, they call them character defects. I don't actually love that terminology. I don't like the word defects. I don't think it it doesn't feel very loving to me. Um, Areas for growth, maybe, you know, opportunities for growth. Um, I can be super controlling. I can be naggy as hell with Joe. Uh, I used to be super passive aggressive. I've got much better at that because I've worked on it so much because I really hate it when people are passive aggressive with me. So I've really worked on that. I've got a lot of things that, yeah, you know, I've still got a long way to go. Um, but I'm getting much better at them. And now instead of beating, like like I used to, beating myself up for those areas where I fall short and I can't like hold the standard to which I would really love to, I I can be compassionate to myself. This is the thing, you know, we, a lot of us, particularly us women, you know, we're very good at extending compassion and being empathetic to people that are not us, but we don't seem to be able to extend that same level of compassion to ourselves. You have to learn. We all have to learn to be compassionate and kind to ourselves. And the irony is when we do that, it actually becomes much easier to improve those areas. If you, it's like, if you, um, if you like scream at a child, do this, do this, it doesn't tend to, to, to work so well. Whereas if you, you know, you, it's still about being, it's not about, okay, just then have no standards and be really like lazy. That's not what I'm saying. You can still be disciplined and you can, so, you know, if I fall short, I can say to myself, come on, Persia, like, it's okay. You don't need to get upset. It's all right. It's happened, but come on, what, what do we need to do to turn this around? Do I need to apologize to that person? Do I need to, Um, yeah do I need to make amends living amends which means that it's not that I just say sorry give it sort of lip service I actually have to show up differently in that dynamic and that's a whole other kettle of fish so it isn't about being um, yeah it's not about having no standards for ourselves but it is about how we approach those areas that we struggle with and to do so in a calm but sort of mature way with ourselves like an adult speaking to a small child of like okay it's all right we can pick ourselves up we can sort this out so you know we we do take responsibility that is very very important we absolutely take responsibility um and that's what I'm saying to you is take responsibility for 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 how you feel about yourself like, what is the dominant voice in your mind? Like, I can be so super critical of myself. And again, this has got much better over time. Um, because my first voice is always, oh, for fuck's sake, you know, angry at myself. And very quickly now I can go, oh, hold on, that's not how we speak to ourselves. It's okay. You know, I can get that, that second, more compassionate, loving voice comes in much more quickly. So this is it. Men ultimately men adore women who they who know who they are who know who they are who know what they want and what i believe is that ultimately i think men it's like they can subconsciously feel that that woman would be a strong mother to their child like that might sound really weird to say, but the fact is we are all animals. You know, why do you think us women adore, a not adore, but fancy a man who's like, you know, nice and tall and athletic built with nice muscles because there's something subconsciously going in like, ooh, mate, ooh, babies, you know? There is a reason that we are drawn to people with that sort of physicality. Not saying you can't be drawn to other people with other physicalities, but you get the idea. And I think it's the same with, um, it's that energy of knowing like my, my woman is going to be able to look after our little cub. Um, one of my dear friends, Dr. Fleur, she talks a lot about this. And, um, we actually held a masterclass with one of my, uh, groups, my love coaching groups. Uh, and she talked in depth about this and it really resonated for me. It made a lot of sense. It's like, that strength but the, it, it's it's blending that strength and really showing up for yourself and respecting yourself and honoring yourself and adoring yourself whilst at the same time being open and vulnerable that's where intimacy is created it's always the blend of two qualities that we're drawn to it's the strength with the vulnerability it's the um it's the fun with the ability to be more serious and more focused and more diligent. Always these two seemingly polarizing qualities that actually, when they come together, make someone really quite irresistible. Went off on a little tangent then, but as you know, by now, I have a habit of doing that. So once again, a crucial mindset shift that makes you instantly irresistible, you have to adore yourself unapologetically. That is a great place to start. When you do that, the other part that we just talked about um, about not abandoning yourself to stop the guy from rejecting you, that becomes so much easier because when you adore yourself, you think, no, why would I do that to myself? If it was my best friend and a guy dicked her around, do you think I'd just say, Oh, don't say anything, just brush it under the carpet? Fuck no, I wouldn't. So why the hell do I do it to myself? We're so good. And and by, by the way, myself included, at being a love coaching, a love coach, um, you know, we can when it comes to seeing it in a friend, it's so much easier to advise them and, you know, see what, okay, this is the behavior that they should be exhibiting. And you're always encouraging your friend to kind of step into the strong space and the boundaried space and the mature space, generally, well, at least if you're a good friend. Um, But often when it comes to ourselves, like, it's like, we don't, we don't hold either hold the same standards for ourselves or we don't think we're strong enough to do it and i think that that's what the major thing is we don't think we're strong enough and we think oh god if if i adore myself and i respect myself then he's going to run a mile this goes back to what we were talking about before and actually it's always the opposite is true and if he does if you adore yourself and you respect yourself and you put boundaries down and you you know and you do it in a calm respectful mature way um, or if you don't manage to, you can apologize and say sorry and own own that like, I didn't handle that well. Because by the way, you can always choose again. You can always, if you fuck up, which I still do many occasions with Joe, I've just got much better at it. But I, you can always apologize. That's what the word sorry is for. I forgot what I was talking about. Um, but, but choosing again, yeah, it's gone. Okay, so the point is just adore yourself. Everything becomes easier. You get it. Okay. So next, the magic question that will transform how men treat you. Very simple. We've kind of already talked about this. You just need to ask yourself, how would a woman who adores herself show up in her love life? Okay. So the reason I say this, and I wanted to add this sort of extra little step on is that I get asked this so much. Okay. So I get the idea. I'm doing, you know, clients, I'm doing all the work on my self-love. I'm writing out my list of like you know affirmations I love myself I accept myself and all of that sort of thing that's all well and good but so much of the time I see the women doing the self-love work and yet they show up in their love life in exactly the same way and so this is the sort of bridge between the two you have got to translate that all that inner work you're doing in how you're showing up in your love life because otherwise nothing really changes so you know you can ask yourself this um a woman who adores, loves, respects herself, would she keep quiet when the guy she's dating is messing her about or is two hours late for a date or who cancels the date last minute with no real good reason? Would she tell him? Would she not tell him what she wanted in a relationship out of fear that he would get freaked out and run a mile? So she would maybe, yeah, like dumb down what she wants and say, oh yeah, no, I, I'm just out for a bit of fun too. Meanwhile, she's desperate to have a baby and looking into freezing her eggs. Like we go, Oh, I can't, I don't want to come I don't want to come across as desperate. It doesn't, it's not desperate. If someone asks you like, okay, so, you know, why are you on the apps or whatever? And you just say, well, to be honest, I'm at a place in my life where I feel really excited and ready to meet my life partner, someone who I'm on the same page with someone who, you know, we've got similar values and, you know, someone who, is excited to travel or explore the world or build a home or whatever the fuck it is that you are genuinely excited about painting that picture. Because if that makes them run a mile, guess what, they were always going to run a fucking mile. I did this with Joe, like, and, and so many clients have done this. And it's proved to me that yes, you can tell the truth. And a guy not run a mile, the right guy will be like, great that's for me that's what i want a woman who actually owns what she wants she, you're not saying that i want it with you on a first date because you don't possibly know you're just talking human being to human being and sharing where you're at in their life and you being so open and honest and vulnerable in that way but in in that from a place of strength and like no expectation what you're doing is you are giving the man permission to do the same we think it's all up to the man you know women get so frustrated so much of the time that why do men have all the power Blah. because we fucking give it to them so stop doing that please i did it for so long and like now when you when you come out the other side of it and you realize actually men respond really well to women who own their truth and who are unapologetic about their desires like when you you just and the only way you can ever know that is to just Take a risk, and guess what? Yes, there may be some guys who who they say that, and because they're not ready, they do back off. But at least you will know, and you won't have wasted like a year of your life dating someone who it was never going to work out with because you were on completely different pages. Like you have one date, and you might, and they might not contact you again, and it might be a little sting of rejection, but you will get over that hell of a lot easier. And you're also opening up space for the right person to come in and to join you. This is what we talked about in um, the previous episode. Good. So that's what I want you to do, my love. I want you to treat yourself with reverence. I want you to own your truth, own what you want, realize that this is actually the key to you getting the relationship you want, not a repellent to it, okay? So I've kind of, um, you know what, what actually really, really showed me this was So when I met Joe back in 2015, I really practiced what I've shared with you today. As I said in a previous episode, I was at a festival and I never thought I was going to see him again. And that just the conditions and the circumstances alone sort of enabled it. It was, it made it easier to be really honest and open with him. Um, Then I had the experience of, I, before him, sorry, I had dated this other guy. Now, this is like a little obvious digression, but I think it's important. So on that first date with that guy that I met on an app, um, there was definite chemistry. He was really good looking. It was lovely. But he told me on that first date um, that, you know, he was a three months out of an eight year on again, off again relationship, which I kind of chose to ignore more for me. But now at least it makes useful content for you guys. Um I should have known right then, like, this is not a guy that's ready. It doesn't matter how good the chemistry is and how much we fancy each other and how much both of us want this to work, it's not going to work because he's not ready. And that soon followed with me, like, whilst like I could tell he was into me and we had a really lovely time together, he went away for a few weeks and I don't know if you've experienced this when you're dating someone new. Often if, if you go away for a few weeks, that's when you can feel the shift of like, this is either gonna be something or it's not gonna be something. And I just felt constant anxiety. And when he got back, I basically called it off because I just knew it was a no-go. And that really contrasted to my experience with Joe. So two weeks after meeting Joe, I went, uh, he went away for uh, six weeks to Bali that had been booked. It was a lad's trip. Uh, with his best mates. It'd been booked for ages. Now, something like that, six weeks in Bali with all your best guy mates, like you would expect that I I didn't, you know, am I going to hear from him? Blah, blah, blah. But he said, I will FaceTime you every day. And he did. And I knew he would because I never, for whatever issues Joe and I have had over the years, never once have I questioned how he felt about me. Never once. And that is something else I see with um, my friends and clients who have great relationships today. It's not to say they are not without their problems, but they never question how that person feels about them. Why would you want to put up with being in a relationship which is just fraught with anxiety when you don't have to? You really don't have to. You know, you can be in a relationship where you feel valued and adored and whatever shit comes up. You know that how you feel about one another is good. You know that you've at the very least got that down. That's what I want for you. I don't want you to have to sit and second guess how that person feels about you because you don't, you just, you can be with someone who adores you. Seriously, better believe it, baby. Got to start though by adoring yourself as we've already talked about okay my loves. so I'm gonna wrap up now I hope this episode has been helpful please do come and tell me in my free Facebook group Persia's Love Hub which of the three tips resonated for you the most and how you plan on implementing that tip the link to the Facebook group is in the show notes um and I do want to remind you that you are a sensational human being you really are and whatever shit that you might be going through in your love life right now please remember this you deserve to be adored not just liked, not just fancied, adored, please don't settle. And if you implement what I have shared today, I promise you, if you really, really show up and implement these three tips, you will be adored. I promise you. Love you lots. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. I really do hope these episodes help you find dates that become mates and flings that become things with men who are ready, willing, and able to actually commit. Please be sure to like, share, subscribe, and leave me a review if you're getting value from these episodes. This helps the podcast rank higher so it can reach other people who want or need the support. To have your question answered, send it over to podcast at persialawson.com and we'll get to it ASAP. And if you want to learn how to court consciously during COVID and call in the healthy, happy relationship you desire and deserve, don't forget to download my free audio training called The Fastest Way to Meet Your Soulmate over at getyoursoulmate.com forward slash free training. The link is also in the show notes for this podcast episode. See you next week, gorgeous. I release a new episode every Tuesday. But until then, remember, love is coming for you. So surrender to the festival that is life on planet Earth and trust that what misses you was not meant for you and what's meant for you will not miss you, including your soulmate.